I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, a podcast where we explore all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one episode at a time. And I am joined once again by my friends, Jackie and Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie Rodriguez, and I am the Ultimate Friends fan. I love Friends. It's an understatement, and I am Monica, but yes, I love Friends. (laughs) And I'm Vanessa Martinez, and I have never watched Friends in my life up until now while I've been at home during quarantine. And I am old in the Friends. I'm, I like the Friends. I grew up in the 90s. I was 20-something in my 90s. So let's get started. Episode number four, the one with George Stephanopoulos. It premiered on October 13th, 1994 to 19.7 million viewers. You guys know who, you guys know who George Stephanopoulos is, is from GMA, right? Yes. Good we, yes. America. yes, I knew him from GMA. I didn't know him as like Clinton's aide, as they discussed in the episode. Okay. So when I first watched this, um, you know, I think it was early 2000s is when I was starting to binge is uh, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jackie, give us a quick overview. Yes. So Rachel gets a visit from her old friends and makes her realize she doesn't know what she wants to do in her life. The girls, Phoebe, Rachel, Monica, have a drunk slumber party while the guys go to a hockey game on the anniversary of Ross and Carol having sex. Um, Ross gets hit with a puck and the girls accidentally get George Stephanopoulos pizza. I thought this episode was very funny. It was. I thought it was very entertaining. You know, the sex conversation, somehow Joey always brings the conversation into a sex conversation. They're talking about being omnipotent, and he thinks they're talking about impotent. (laughs) Yes, they start, and again, the series, or this episode starting off with a a random sex conversation that has nothing to do with moving the story along. It's just a random conversation, and I just like how... Joey's like, in, he thinks impotent, and he goes, I would kill myself. <laughs> Just laugh out loud. Moment. And then Ross says, I'm impotent. Oh, I'm sorry. He thinks he says, I'm impotent. <laughs> he goes, You are? <laughs> and it kind of showcases Joey's, um, he's not. He's kind of an airhead, you know. Um, he's he's not all there sometimes, or all the time, actually. Yeah. And he kind of that's kind of shows that he's like. He, his friends are smarter than him, but he, he's such a sweetheart. So it's yeah. endearing. <laughs> Very good natured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going back to like that kind of thing, you know, where they start talking about Ross's first time. So it shows again, you see Ross's kind of innocence where he's just, it's so like heartbreaking for him to even think about that mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. When they take him to the hockey game. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised it. by that. I thought that definitely shows his innocence and his naivete, and, and that he and he's not a fully grown person at this point in his life, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and also, um, you find out later on that it was only he's only been with one person. Carol's the only one, and then at the end, Sharon and Joey support him and say, "Oh, going to a hockey game was the worst idea." <laughs> yeah but i mean joey again this is sweet or ross i mean this is sweetheart you know mm. from the first time we see him you know all over rachel and then to now just reminiscing on the very good times he had with carol mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's his romantic side because he is a romantic and yeah. i like i know you you say he looks like the blues clues guy and I love that outfit with the the kind of hockey jersey and the you know the yellowish coat. 
Yes. Well, yeah, the guys have hockey jerseys on Chandler and Joey, and he has the striped, like striped shirt, the striped polo yeah. shirt. Yeah. And so I'm like, every time I see the episode, I think Blue's Clues. <laughs> funny. This is the first episode that does not have a, I'm watching TV. Oh, there you go. I oh, yeah. They, they don't. They're not. They're not watching anything in it. But it is an interesting device to separate the men from the women, so they can go off and have these different conversations that they wouldn't have. You know, they've been having the kind of sex conversations very politely and innocently with euphemisms and innuendo mm-hmm. in the mixed company. But this is the first time they you know, really separate the two of them, and the boys go off. And Ross talks about being you know with with Carol for the first time and the, mm-hmm. his first time, but then. The girls talk all sorts of fun <laughs> dish yeah. as in their slumber party. Yeah, because it, it, the the gender the gender roles of of you know what you would talk about with your guy friends and then what the girls would talk about with their girlfriends. So I like also you know going back to that when when it's Rachel, it's very centered around Rachel because she gets her first paycheck and she goes, "Fica, who is Fica? Why is he getting all my money?" <laughs> and then, I think that's a hilarious line. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, when you it, it, it's very interesting when people get their paycheck and like, wait, what? I have to pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> you realize how much they take out. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's because, like, you know, your first job, you're, like, all about it. And then all of a sudden you realize how much money you're not making in comparison. Right. It's, it's a little sad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and also to notice, you know, in that scene also when she gets her first paycheck, your friends walk, Monica's, or Rachel's old old friends walk in. You know, one one is pregnant, one is engaged, one has a great career, and it makes Rachel kind of question her life decision and what she's done. And they're yeah. dressed, you know, they're very they're, they're dressed all dressed up, you know, lots of jewelry, lots of expensive clothing, and they've got all their shopping bags. They've been on mm-hmm. a shopping spree in the city, mm-hmm. so yeah, it definitely. And then you see the other, you know. Rachel, um, Monica, and Phoebe <laughs> make fun of them too. Whenever you see other girls get excited about running into each other, and we see this in restaurants everywhere we go, they get so excited. But then you become that girl when you see your friends, so it's like you're making fun of yourself. You know? Totally. <laughs> and that whole, you know, when she gets her paycheck and then she sees her friends, that that starts conversation of the, um, you know, having a summer party and wondering what they're doing with their lives. <laughs> Cause Rachel right. has a meltdown. <laughs> right. It's Rachel's reflection of, Oh my goodness. Did I do the right thing here? Did I do the right thing here? Or should I have just stayed with Barry and lived that life? Or do I live my new life? Yeah. And of course, Phoebe, in some weird way. <laughs> she turns it around. She yes. turns it around, right? Yeah, she does. I mean, when have we not all had that conversation with our girlfriends? You know, there's alcohol involved, drinking, you know, and you're just reflecting, and it's a slumber party. And I love how Phoebe's also in a onesie during this whole scene during the slumber party. <laughs> but I just, I, I mean, that's, we, I connected to that. You know, I've had that conversation with my girlfriends in my 20s. So I really like that um, aspect of the episode of just, of, of not knowing if you did the right thing or if you're going down the right path. You know, we all have that, that thought in our head with. We were, yeah. Jackie, we were just talking about something similar to this last week on a phone call yeah. we had together. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think it goes for everybody, guys or girls. You always kind of question your life no matter what age you're at. And you always have those friends you could go to. 
and mm-hmm. this is kind of what it's showing. Well, particularly mm-hmm. in your twenties when you're, you know, trying to figure everything out and making that transition mm-hmm. to your yeah. own independence. It, you know, it's it is. Do you have a plan? And what does Phoebe say? I don't even have a plot. I don't even have a plot, and that's like. Yeah. And Rachel bums them out, like, because she's walking in and she's like, they're making tiki punch. And then she goes, okay, she grabs the whole blender. <laughs> and then they have that conversation. And then she bums them out. She, I'm sorry, you guys didn't mean to bum you out. <laughs> and that's when Phoebe says the line. <laughs> I think that was plot. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that slumber party, you know, you see George Stephanopoulos, or they ta- start talking about him. <laughs> but was he really a sex symbol in the 90s? It's so funny you asked that because I I was thinking about that too and I actually like did a little research because I I remember and I, I guess he kind of was it's kind of hard to, <laughs> to think about now but you know, he was young and dashing and smart and part of that whole Clinton you know Clinton Gore uh, uh, Gore team so yeah I guess he was <laughs> I mean, pretty George Clooney. I want to know, because I tried Googling. I was like, has George ever spoken out about this episode? Because it's his name in the title. And then it also, like, they have that whole conversation about the career, but then it totally flips and they change the conversation and it makes it funny. And because this is what we also do during a slumber party. We check out, we talk about guys and George the guy. So I like how they had that deep conversation and then they made it funny. Yes, of course. Has George (laughs) ever talked about it? No, I didn't find that he's ever talked about it. I would like to ask him if for any reason I run into him, I might ask him about the episode. <laughs> I kept thinking, because I don't think I'd ever seen this episode before. I kept thinking he was going to make a just a quick cameo at the very end. Too. He never comes back either, right? No, he never comes back. I don't, he could have, he should have. That would have been hilarious, but he never shows up. <laughs> Because when the door knocks, I actually thought it was him. When the maybe that was part of it too. Mm -hmm. When the pizza guy comes, I thought it was going to be him. And then when the the pillow guy comes, I thought it was going to be him too. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I guess it was funny. That was a good device for the writers to develop the show and and giving you these moments when you think this guy's going to show up and then he never does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you bring up the pillow scene, and I was reading that that pillow falling was never supposed to happen, but they left that in there. Oh, it was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. But played then, so well, the way she looked down at it. Well, probably because it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. she was like, oh, I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, and then I tried Googling, who is this guy with a pillow? Because before, when I first watched this, I didn't know who George Stephanopoulos was. And I thought George Stephanopoulos was the guy with the pillow at the end. But then I Google, <laughs> and then I'm like, I've always thought that. And then going into later in life, find out who George was. And then I'm like, wait, there's that episode. Go back, Google, it's not him. And I'm like, who is this guy with the pillow at the end? Because they make a big funny about it. Like, I don't know. I still don't know. We know who the pizza guy is. We don't know who the guy with the pillow is. (laughs) That would have been really funny, though, had it been him, the the pillow guy would have been George. And maybe that was their plan. It it just didn't work out for whatever, too. Yeah, yeah. So, and because they, because... Chandler answers the door. Right. It's not any of the girls. So he doesn't know the kind of conversations they've had already. So it would have been Which funny. would have been today. even funnier if it had been George Stephanopoulos. Totally. It would have been so much funnier. Yeah, I was trying to look up as well who that guy was. And somebody kept saying he was a Yeti. A Yeti. Is he the Yeti in the later episodes that Rachel dates? 
I don't know what that I don't is. know. <laughs> the one with the Yeti is later later in the series. Oh, I don't know what that means, so I can't wait. I, yeah. Um, I don't know. So someone was saying that it might be a Yeti or the Yeti or whoever that is. Oh, okay. But okay. I don't know. I didn't find anything about him either. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Then we're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk favorite lines, uh, goofs, uh, in the, you know, uh, continuity errors in the episode, and the pizza guy. All right, we'll be right back. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, and we are back talking Friends with Friends, the episode with George Stephanopoulos. All right, uh, Vanessa, you noticed a couple of uh, little goofs in the show, continuity errors. Yes. So as, you know, I was doing my thing, watching Friends, I noticed in the opening scene when Phoebe was explaining her sleeping problem that Ross was paying attention and uh, he crosses his legs. But then the scene cuts to a wide shot and then we, we see him cross his legs again. (laughs) <laughs> like literally probably like less than a few seconds later so it's like a double cross on the same leg <laughs> see I, I didn't even notice that either i'm not looking at the legs <laughs> it's really weird i guess i tend to you know not only look at the show but i also look at like little goofs that are happening like i try to like spot errors in a way and there there is goofs throughout the series i mean later on there's even one where um they take the shot with monica standen in another episode later on so it does happen <laughs> well i'm sure they do it right because they cut all the good pe- all the good pieces together all the mm-hmm. timing to make the comic timing the, the comic timing is probably more important than you know all that the continuity for a mm-hmm. for a sitcom right yeah mm-hmm. and when i went to the friends giving warner brothers tour last november they would talk about um how long it took them to film these episodes because they would always joke around with each other always laugh it took them twice as long because it was just it was just fun times between all of them and that kind of shows also like how good of friends they really were in real life as actors oh wow that's interesting i didn't know yeah. that yeah, yeah. So I'm sure putting these episode or putting these episodes together, you know, the editor probably is like, oh, you know, it's okay. We'll take that little late crossing, you know, because yeah. of the comedic timing and how many times they took that scene. <laughs> That's funny. So I, you know, the, the other kind of guest cameo appearance was the the pizza guy, the pizza delivery guy, who's played by uh, uh, Sean Whalen, and he was in the very first Got Milk commercial. Remember those commercials got milk? Yeah. Yeah. If you to do. Mm-hmm. And it, I did not know this. The, the, this is way tangential, but uh, they got milk commercial. That commercial was directed by uh, Michael Bay, oh, who was oh. a big director for Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, and the Transformers movies. So it's interesting that, you know, we, we see the success of all these people, you know, kind of mm-hmm. 
connected to uh connected to friends in some weird way yeah and do we know where the got milk guy is now <laughs> Nowhere to be found, I guess. <laughs> I don't think he's retiring on residuals from uh, friends or the gut milk commercials. <laughs> Maybe he's getting like 10 cents for his appearance. You know, like you, you see people like in the industry with their little residual checks and I post it and they're like, I got 10 cents from like 20 years ago. <laughs> so it's funny. Also, um, in this episode, too. Um, the apartment numbers are number four and five and I'm watching to see when they're going to change those to um, 20 because Monica's apartment number is 20. So there's still four and five Chandler and um, Joey and Monica and Rachel's apartment. Why did they change them? I don't know. I, I, I I would have to look that up. I I don't know why they changed them. Maybe the other thing I actually noticed in the last episode that we didn't talk about, there are like beams. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in Monica's apartment. Yes, and they actually use that as a funny in a later episode where Monica hits um, Ben's head and it's like Monica bang. <laughs> but um, those what, disappear. No. Those, that, that's not till a later episode when Monica um, is babysitting Ben, Ross's kid, and then she um, hits and she accidentally knocks Ben's head into one of those beams. <laughs> they aren't there the whole time, right? Nope, not until, uh, and they disappear. And I will have to watch when they disappear. They will disappear, I want to say, like, not till like five or six or later on. They just, the beams disappear. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I like looking at what they have, what, uh, what Monica has kind of in her kitchen cabinets because it's open. Mm-hmm. So I like seeing the kind of like canned goods she has or like what kind of <laughs> dishes she has. So I always take a peek every time they show the apartment in the episode. Uh-huh. And it does yeah. change too, like like real life, right? You have different supplies in your pantry and yeah. things. Yeah. I've noticed that. I when like I, that attention to detail. Yeah. And when I went to the um Friendsgiving Wonder Brothers tour, um, they had a display of the table and it was the real table with the real chairs and um it was cool to like see that they're still good like those chairs still exist they're still in storage and Warner brothers and i touched one i was like oh my gosh how cool <laughs> and they found that and they told us about that table setting in the apartment that they just found stuff in storage on one on the Warner brothers lot like they didn't like purposely like design and look for it they just found stuff and put it in apartments so. Like a twenty-somethings apartment. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of find <laughs> where you get it where you yeah. can, and yeah. you pick up a chair on the street and clean yeah. it, and <laughs> use That's, it, or whatever. Totally. Right? I think my dining room set at a circle table with white chairs. I think my mom got it at a yard sale. We just cleaned it up and used it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I'm using my mom's dining table right now. <laughs> there you go. That's good, though. I love that because it has a story and has a, you know, you didn't just go pick it out at a, you know, a shop and buy it. So that's cool. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking about getting a new one, but at the same time, it's pulling my heartstrings saying, no, this was my mom's. I remember sitting here when I lived here, when I yeah. lived at my parents' house. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. For sure. All right. Favorite lines. There's a lot in this episode. Yes. So mine goes back to what I connected most with is the slumber party when they talk about their life. And Monica goes to Phoebe, goes, Phoebe, do you even have a plan? And she goes, I don't even have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have close to a plan. <laughs> no. Um, my favorite line comes from Rachel. I feel like lately they've been coming a lot from Rachel, but um, it kind of, Ties it back to Rachel running into her friends. Um, 
And at the very end, Rachel has a phone call with the the bank, the credit card company. Mm -hmm. And they're asking her, you know, is she okay? Like, why aren't you using your card kind of thing? And she tells them, I'm fine. And it's just so good because it shows the confidence that she has in her decision and that she's ready to move on from, you know, living whatever life she was supposed to live and do her own thing. But the, and I love the next line is, you know, that I've got magic beans. And when she looks at her friends playing Twister, which is funny because it's a child's game, but these are adults that are playing it. So it shows that kind of era of your 20s when you're kind of in between, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're still doing childlike things or, you know, kid things, but you're still an adult and you're, you have a job and all that. But I love that she looks at them and goes, I've got magic beans, which is a reference back earlier to the episode where Phoebe talks about jack and the beanstalk and the magic mm-hmm. beans right yeah yeah and how rachel goes jack gave up a cow i gave up an orthodontist <laughs> but jack got magic beans yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's a really sweet moment as well because you kind of yeah. see her like you said vanessa like her confidence is growing and you kind of just see that she's gonna be okay yeah, the other line I still love from this episode is, "Who's FICA and why is he got all my money? Why is he getting all my money?" <laughs> so Just, true. Even to this day, I still think that. <laughs> I, every time you see it on your check, right? You think yes. Of, you think you're making that, <laughs> and then you see all the deductions, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> yeah. And this is, I've got magic beans. Oh. I know. Perfect ending line. I feel they all kind of have that ending line that just hooks you in, you know, the, the end line that you all can relate to and gives you more to look forward to in the next episode. For sure. All right. Speaking of next episodes, our next episode of friends with friends, Ross and Rachel's first kiss. Yes. (laughs) Lots to talk about there. Yes. Their first kiss, but like the first kiss, but not like the main kiss, but it was their first kiss. (laughs) <laughs> first kiss all right so uh thank you for listening thank you for participating if you like this episode please subscribe give us five star ratings and leave nice comments yay thanks everybody <laughs> bye